Welcome into an off-season edition of the Magic Valley PrepCast on IdahoSports.com. Brandon Bainey, as always, joined by Scott Burton, our Magic Valley resident and expert. Uh, Scott, for our off-season podcast, you're already laughing. See, this is the off-season. We can let our hair down. expert, and I had to look over my shoulder. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> well, uh, we're going to let our hair down a little bit here in the off-season and bring on uh, a variety of different guests. It could be coaches, it could be athletes, uh, it could be parents. In some cases, it'll be coaches and parents. So uh, without further ado, Scott, let's let's bring in our guests here on this off-season edition of the Magic Valley PrepCast. Uh, coming to us live from Oakley, Cody Beck. He's the gentleman on the left, if you're watching the video. He is... Uh, the boys basketball coach at Oakley high school and sitting to his right sporting that really nice looking Oakley Hornets hat is Peyton Beck, who just wrapped up his senior year at Oakley three sport athlete Beck family. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having us. All right. Now, Scott, right away before you hopped on the chat, we were kind of just shooting the breeze a little bit. And uh, Cody coach Beck told me uh, the last time I saw Scott, he had that ugly LA Rams decor (laughs) in the background. So let's get a look at that. <laughs> All right. Perfect. Yeah. Let's do this. Oh, no. <laughs> oh the enemy. And, and if you look real close, that's a state championship ball when we beat Jerome when I was at Burley. Wow. Yeah. It gets better and better and better. Yeah, that was like, what, 1992, one, somewhere near? Two. Yeah. Two, yeah. Oh, yep, man. I remember that game. I had graduated uh, in '88 from Jerome, and uh, we had we had won state. Um, we were going for our second title, and I was graduated by then. But Burley had a little something to say about it. You guys were pretty dang good back then, <laughs> no doubt. So, so we're already off to an icy start. For those that aren't watching the video version of this on the IdahoSports.com YouTube channel or Facebook page, if you're listening audio only at IdahoSports.com or wherever you download your podcasts, uh, Scott's got his LA Rams stuff in, on his wall. Uh, the Becks have the San Francisco 49ers stuff hanging on their wall. Um, and plus the Burley Jerome thing as well. I didn't even know yeah. about that dynamic. So yeah, yeah, no kidding. That's uh, th- this this rivalry spawns way back, as it turns out. Way back. <laughs> Definitely. Well, we wanted to bring the Becks on today because I- I've covered a lot of Oakley athletics this year at IdahoSports.com, and we'll get to Burley in in just a little bit. But Peyton, what an incredible senior year you had. Let's let's start all the way back at the beginning with football season where you guys came in as the defending state champions and you were able to run it back. You slipped up against draft river in the regular season finale, but boy, you guys got revenge in, in the championship game. How, how nice did that feel? Uh, it was good. Uh, started off the season a little rough, uh, at quarterback. Uh, I figured out I had diabetes, uh, at the beginning of the season. Um, uh, just seeing myself uh, play through that and see myself uh, getting better throughout the season uh, it was just—it was a neat experience to uh, definitely be a uh, Raptor in the championship. Was a good experience. So, so when you guys get ready for football, I mean, you talk about one A D one football. It's Oakley Raptor every year. It's Oakley Raptor River every year. So when you guys come into this. Are you thinking about, okay, how good is Raft River going to be? Because that's probably going to be the one, two teams in the state. Yeah, we 
we know Raptor River is a physical team. They they battle with us every single year, no matter no matter if we have better athletes or if they have better athletes. Is we always know it's going to be a, a battle, just physicality. Yeah, take me through that regular season finale against Raft River. That was a game where you guys, uh, I and I, I was broadcasting that game for IdahoSports.com. I thought you guys shot yourselves in the foot a couple of times with there were some turnovers, and then at the end, you guys were mounting a a last gasp drive and some penalties ultimately hurt your team. How how motivated did that make you guys? That that narrow regular season loss to Raft River. Uh, we we really didn't like that questionable call at the end <laughs> with Holden, but. That that left a bad taste in our mouth for the state championship. Uh, the weather was pretty crappy, so for me, it was pretty hard to throw. And we just started off really bad. Like, Raptor came out, uh, I returned a punt on us. That, like, we shot ourselves in the foot, and we just knew if we just played our football, we could get back into this game. And that second half, uh, we started off playing Oakley football again, but just came up short at the last. I think what was really fun to watch about you guys was we think eight-man football and we think, all right, ground and pound. We're just going to run the ball down the other team's throat. And you guys really had a diverse passing attack to where a 40, 50-yard pass was not uncommon to, to see you uncork. How, how, how much did that help you as a team to know that Hey, we, we can run the ball and pound and ground like everybody else, but we can also take the top off the defense if we need to. Yeah. Our coaches our coaches said uh, I would hate playing against Oakley because we can run the ball whenever we want and we can pass whenever we want. Just having that versatility is like one of the best, like one of the reasons why we were so good. Uh, pass and run. It's hard to stop an eight man. So what is what is the secret to winning eight man football versus eleven man football? Because, you know, you grow up watching forty winers and it's eleven. <laughs> uh, but that's what we grow up with. We grow up with eleven man football, and having to make that adjustment to eight man football um, to play is is different because you're watching a completely different game when you're watching college and and pro and and even bigger high schools. So what is the difference? to get ready to play eight-man football versus 11? Um, I actually had the opportunity to play in the Shrine game, uh, which was 11-man. They didn't have enough kids. So mm -hmm. being the quarterback from eight-man to 11-man was just way different. There just seems like there's so many more people on the field, so much more to read. Like eight-man, there's so much open field. Um, the team, my dad's always told me the team with the – Fastest kids in eight men win because there's so much ground to carry up. Uh, so that's what I think the difference is. Just you got to make up all that space with speed. Yep. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about about that Shrine game. Was it just Magic Valley? Was it um, kids from all or so, sorts of schools? What was that experience like? Yeah, District Four. Um, we got to play with Raft River, uh, Burley. Uh, like we played against Jerome, we had Deco on our team, so it was just good meeting up with all those kids, just having fun, nothing too serious, just playing football. So it was it was good. Yeah, and we we talk about the rivalry right between Oakley and Rath River, and you guys are fierce rivals. But I get the sense that there's also 
almost a sense of uh, a bond of camaraderie and respect. I saw it at state basketball where the girls were playing and Oakley was there. You and some of the other boys from Oakley were there cheering, not just the Oakley girls, but, but the Raft River girls as, as they were playing as well. Yeah. Um, we've always grown up playing against each other. So we've just developed a friendship, I guess. Um, they're nice kids down there. Um, they, they're nice to us. We're nice to them. But when it comes to sports, that's when we just that friendship goes away for a little bit. <laughs> you know, we talked a, we talked a few times on on podcasts earlier this year about and and at least from my perspective, how much I look at communities like Oakley and Raft River, and and I end up saying the same thing about both of them. It's almost like they are the last Americana in in Idaho or in the United States, whatever, because it's the it's the hardworking country kids that the easiest thing that they're going to do all day is go to practice. You know what I'm saying? Uh, is that kind of how you would describe your community? Oh, uh, yeah. We're most of our kids are very uh, they're always working. So just having that time to go have fun with your friends at practice just makes makes your day better. I, I would think. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and, I, okay. and I think that just makes you guys as tough as nails when it comes to anything, whether it's football or basketball that we'll talk about here shortly. But uh, that kind of community is seems to be a, a dying breed a lot. And I'm really, really happy to see you guys uh, kind of carrying that on and keeping that going in, in Oakley and Rap River as well, which is why you guys are one and two. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah, Cody, I wanted to ask you, uh, when I when I talked to you before the state basketball tournament, you told me, I, I can't remember if it was nine of the 12 players on your team or maybe 10 of the 12, like are involved in family farm operations of some kind where they're they're working in the morning and at night and then and then they're going to school and you you have the same, right? You guys have a, a family farm. We do. <clears throat> and then uh, all the coaches that, that we have for basketball, they're all from the agriculture background. So none of them you know, or at the school. And so, yeah, we had to end up practicing, you know, at 5.30 every morning. Uh, just that's best time for all of us. So, Wow. And for most people, they didn't know 5.30 came twice a day. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> which is good. I mean, there's there's some good things about it, you know, and, and just to, you know, with Raft River, a lot of respect. They're just – the communities are very similar. I mean, the kids are going to be similar because they're farm ranch kids, both, you know, and that's what it is. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. T- take us through a schedule of your day on, on the farm, Cody. What does it look like? All depends on the day. Um, but normally, I mean, so we, uh, we custom feed dairy heifers for dairies. And so um, we our, our little slogan is uh, golden Valley beef. We feed them and breed them. Um, so we, we breed dairy heifers. That's what we do. And so there's a lot of sorting, a lot of moving around, a lot of getting heifers in the right pen to get bred and get pregnant and to make milk. That's our goal. So so how difficult is it to, to run a very involved business like that, yet still put a competitive basketball team on the floor, dedicate the time to practice, to you know, film to scouting to all those things that come along with head coaching. How difficult is that? You've got to have some good helpers. And I do. And 
uh, on both sides, uh, coaching and in the, in the feedlot. Um, like I said, it's a family deal. So I have a couple brothers um, that help out. And so it, 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 it works. It's a challenge, but we get it done. So. Yeah. Peyton, how involved are you during the school year help, helping out with the family business? Uh, school year, not as, not as much, but in the summer, uh, almost every day, if I don't have a Legion game, I'm out working, um, around, I got to practice for Legion, but other than that, I'm out with the cows or in the swather. So yeah, Cody, correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like for a lot of these farm kids, it's either, all right, you're playing a sport or you're working the farm. Those are your two choices. And a lot of times they'll go, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to play sports. <laughs> yeah. Which is a parent that's good. I mean, it's good to keep them active, but it's good to know that there's still some farm kids out there that that's, that is the option. It's either go do something productive or we'll find something productive for you. So, Yep. Yep. And that's, that's why I really like that community because it truly is the easiest thing you're going to do all day is go to practice. Yeah. And that is not the way it is for a lot of kids these days. <laughs> Definitely. Well, Peyton, you you touched on it uh, a little bit, but at the very beginning of the football season, you uh, experienced uh, some unusualness in terms of your health and what was going on. And you later found out that you had diabetes. Uh, take, take us through what that experience was like. It happened after the first football game of the year, right? Yeah. So we started – uh, football practice and I just came home and I was super so tired like I would come home it'd be like six o'clock at night and I would already be asleep um and during school I always had to use the bathroom so many times like it was it wasn't uh normal how many times I was going and it was the first game in Lapway I usually wasn't really a turnover prone quarterback and the first game against Lapway, I threw like three interceptions, and I just felt like throwing up the entire game. And um, I think after that, we went to go eat at the Habit Grill, and uh, I was walking, and I found this bush, and I just threw up everywhere. And I told my parents, I was like, I don't think I'm, I don't think I'm right. Something's wrong with me. And my mom, she's also a type one diabetic, so. I had all the symptoms for that. So she's like, let's go get you checked out at my doctor. So we went and that's, that's when we found out I was uh, diagnosed with type one diabetes. Wow. So at that point, what had to change for you immediately? Definitely my diet. Um, I, <laughs> I've loved like Mountain Dew. I've been a good like pop drinker. Um, just being responsible for taking care of myself. Um, you really can't have a lot of carbs. You have to die down on your carbs intake. So I had to find a new like meal, meal plan for myself that would uh, help me. So that's, that's what I've been doing. And I assume as of now, you're feeling a lot better and energy's back and you're, you're right on track, right? Yeah, I I lost probably like ten pounds, and I'm already small as I am, so it wasn't very healthy for me. So I I feel good, energy's all back, all my strength's back, so I'm doing good now. Good, 
That's awesome. And, and Cody, when we were talking before state basketball, you said it was an adjustment for you as well, not only as a parent, but as a coach, because on the one hand, you have to check in constantly. Hey, how are you feeling? How are your levels? But on the other hand, you don't want to be overbearing and check in too often and have your kid to say, yeah, I'm good. Leave me alone. So how do you how do you walk that line? It, it's tough. And then you, you got to remember, you have mom in the stands, too. And so she's constantly watching. Uh, you know, football and basketball is two different animals, whereas basketball, there's, you know, there's a lot of back and forth. And so his numbers we've noticed would go too high or too low. You know, it depends on when he ate, like right after school, we have to get on the bus and go. And, and so it was a learning curve there for a while. And the good thing was, is a lot of the, well, all the young men that were on the team, they were really good about checking with him because if dad checks on him or coach so many times he rolls his eyes. Right. But if the boys would check on him and say, Hey, Pate, what's your numbers? Let's check you, you know, and it's, it's quick. And I just, it was really good because that took a lot of, you know, pressure off the debt, you know, dad slash coach always checking on him when the boys would do that. Um, and I think, uh, it, it just helped Peyton and, uh, I mean, there was a few games that where he had to send him to the locker room <laughs> to go, you know, figure his stuff out and, you know, get back with us. But um, for the most part, it was, you know, the, it is a fine line, yes. But the young man, they they helped out more than uh, they needed, I guess. It was good. So when we say check the numbers, what what does that mean? What does that entail in the course of a game? How, how do you check on him and make sure he's okay? Show you. So I have this little sensor thing right here. Um, it's connected to my blood sugar levels. So I just have this little sensor thing. It's out there, but I get it. I scan it and it shows up a number if I'm too high or too low. And I can usually some, I can usually feel when I'm low, but not really when I'm like super high in numbers. So it's always good to have that sensor on me. What is the difference in too low versus too high? Does it make you feel differently? Uh, yes. Low. When I feel low, I'm like super lightheaded. Um, and during sports, when I'm too high, I'm not doing like what I usually would do. Like just <laughs> my mind's just not there. Like it's just not natural. So during the Lapway game, take for instance, when we tested him, when we got home, he was over 500. And he should be around 120. And so when we would talk to him after the game, he wasn't making any sense of what he was talking about. And so we knew there was something wrong. And so uh, the good thing is, is that his mom, you know, has had it. And so we knew right away he had some issue. We were able to, I guess, you know, figure it out faster than most people do. So. Definitely. Uh, Peyton, did you find there was a sport that was more difficult to maintain your levels with? Your dad talked about basketball kind of being a constant game, whereas football and baseball, it's a little more stationary. Yeah, basketball was definitely the hardest to keep my numbers down because when when I would play, my numbers would shoot up because of all that adrenaline. And that adrenaline just stays with you through that throughout the whole game. So that whole game, I was most likely high the entire game. Uh, but as football, you get a rest during each play, 
um, baseball. There's really not much going on there. <laughs> so just, basketball is definitely the hardest to keep my numbers uh, steady. Definitely. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's talk about baseball because you are a three sport athlete. And whereas a lot of one, a kids will do football, basketball track, you do football, basketball, baseball, but Oakley doesn't have enough kids for its own baseball teams. You've got to, you've got to, do you get on the bus? Do you drive yourself? You've got to go to Burley every day for practice. Yeah, we, we go to Burley every day for practice. There's probably like five of us from Oakley that uh, we just carpool up together, um, practice every day after school. Um, it's It was good just getting that new friendship from different schools, uh, having a Burley friendship, Oakley friendship. It was just good to uh, that diversity of friendship. Yeah, what's that like? Because it's not like Oakley and Burley are crossing paths a lot, right? Burley's a 4A, you're a 1A. So was was there a, like a get-to-know-you period? Did they know much about you Oakley guys as you came in? Um, I've been playing baseball for all four years. So all the kids that have been playing with me uh, since I was – well, I've played baseball since I was young. So I've played with most of the kids uh, in, like, Little League. So we've known each other for quite a bit. So it's really not that much of a change, but there's some new kids that you got to get to know. So even at the little league level, Oakley is playing in Burley. Yeah. Okay. That makes it easier. (laughs) So do you guys have like uh, some sort of initiation with the uh, Burley people? Were they nice to you? (laughs) Yeah, they accepted us pretty well. (laughs) <laughs> well, that's good because uh, they're they're rivals of ours here in Jerome, you know. But uh, there's a lot of good people there, and, and that's a really good community you guys got going on over there with the Burley and uh, and all the small schools. Um, but it was good to see you guys being able to play with Burley. You know, we I watched you guys play this year, and and uh, you guys had a really good year. I mean, you got some good some good players over there. Yeah. I, I bet Burley was like, uh, how come we couldn't use you for football and basketball as yeah. well, right? <laughs> yeah, they always have to tease about uh, basketball and football. The coaches, they're, they're good. So. <laughs> Definitely. Well, of the three sports, Peyton, do you have a favorite between football, basketball, and baseball? I've always been a big fan of basketball. Just growing up, it's always been my favorite. Um, mm-hmm. I've played – for my whole life. And it's just always been my favorite out of the three. So yeah. then what, who's your favorite baseball team? Uh, the New York Yankees. <laughs> oh, what an unfortunate choice. <laughs> well, yeah, you're talking to a Red Sox guy here. Yeah. yeah. We, we have issues. Rams, Jerome, oh, and I, Yankees. <laughs> well, See, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Rams, Lakers, Dodgers guy. I'm, I'm, I'm all LA, but Brandon's a Boston Red Sox dude, and so that Yankees thing—that's almost a curse word to him. <laughs> well, I'm gonna terminate the conversation early, guys. <laughs> oh, it was nice knowing you, Bex. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, Peyton, you did just graduate. Do you what? What's in your future plans? So, um, I'm going to serve a mission for the church. Uh, uh, for two years, I was called to New Hampshire, Manchester. So I'll be serving there for two years. And then 
we'll see. I might go to college, come back to the farm. Just we'll just see. All right. Well, congratulations on that. Thank you. New Hampshire, that's enough to sneak down to Boston for a Red Sox game. Yeah. 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 <laughs> when you open the car, right? Oh my word, that's too close to Boston. <laughs> <laughs> but but still close enough to uh, Yankee Stadium. Yes. Definitely. And Cody, uh, how long have you been the basketball coach at Oakley? Now you've been an assistant coach for a long time, but how, how many years is the head coach? Uh, that was my first year was last year. And then uh, before that, I, oh, it's been probably 10 years I've been helping. So well, you plan and on you- continuing this and staying with it or. Yeah. Yeah. We just uh, actually we finished this morning, our little, uh, uh, what do you call it? Like the varsity camp this weekend where we're going to the Buell uh, basketball tournament. Um, um, so yeah, we're, uh, we're there for a little bit and we'll see how it goes. And there's some uh, younger Becks on the way as well. Are they cousins or siblings? The girls are siblings, but the other ones are cousins. Yeah. Cousins. Okay. You yeah. always have to check in those one, a towns cause it's yeah. all, <laughs> So, so who, who, who else is in uh, your family, Peyton, that we should be keeping an eye on from Oakley? Uh, there's Cambry. She's a junior this year. Um, she's been playing softball for Burley. Um, and she plays basketball and volleyball, I think. So, and then I have a, my youngest sister. She's a, she's a freshman this year. So she plays those same sports too, volleyball, basketball, and softball for Burley. So, yep. Wow. So we're, uh, we're not done hearing the Beck name for quite a while. We'll do another podcast down the road, what, three, four years from now, still talking yeah. about the Becks. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> yeah, that's the plan, right? <laughs> Definitely. Well, uh, Thank you so much for coming on and talking to us a little bit here uh, on our off-season podcast. As as I got to watch you, both of you, from afar this year, I was like, I, I want to talk to these guys more and get to know them. And um, it's it's been really fun to to watch you compete, Peyton, uh, over your three sports. And, and it was a lot of fun watching you guys at State Basketball as well. You know, you guys defended the heck out of the basketball. You guys were tough and nasty. And that, that, uh, I can't remember if it was a loser out game or if it was the opening round game, but, uh, Peyton, you had a shot at, at a three that would have won it and it just shot it long and your rebounder was out of position, but man, that, that was a, a fun game as well. Even though you guys came up a little bit short. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you gotta, you gotta learn how to put the ball in the hole to win those games. <laughs> I think as I was talking to you, yeah. uh, Cody prior to state, I think you told me about 10 different times. We just got to get better at putting the orange thing in the orange thing, the, the ball correct. into into the rim. That's correct. <laughs> yep. All right. Well, uh, Cody Beck, head boys basketball coach at uh, Oakley High School and father to Peyton Beck, three sports standout, football, basketball, and baseball. Thanks so much uh, for joining us and, and taking some time out of that that farm schedule in the middle of the day to talk to us as well. We really appreciate it. Yeah, appreciate Thanks it. For having us. Thank you. Absolutely. All right. Take care, guys. All right, Scott, there you have it. The Becks from Oakley. Yeah. What a cool family, huh? Yeah. Well, I mean, this is a cool idea, you know, 
to have people on that can kind of tell us a little bit more detail about their their story, their journey, their community, those kinds of things, especially, you know, since that particular name has been, my goodness, thrown around sports for all year long and um, and all the success that they've had over there. So it's, it's really nice to kind of put, you know, we talk about these people, but it's nice to put a face and a voice to all the stories that we're doing. And, uh, you know, those are those are some good people there. Yeah, uh, what what a fun journey it's been to watch those guys all year long, and this is just uh, one of many. We're we're gonna have a lot of these off season type interviews throughout the summer here on the Magic Valley Prep Cast. So you'll just have to stay tuned. We're gonna try and put one out every single week, Scott. So uh, no rest for the weary. All right. That's right. We'll stay at it all summer long. All right. Sounds good. Well, thanks for tuning into the Magic Valley Prep Cast for Scott Burton. I'm Brandon Bainey. We'll see you next time on IdahoSports.com. <laughs>